Psalm 17, verses 13 through 15. Rise up, O Lord, confront them, bring them down. Rescue me from the wicked by your sword. O Lord, by your hand, save me from such men, from men of this world whose reward is in this life. You still the hunger of those you cherish. Their sons have plenty, and they store up wealth for their children. And I, in righteousness, I will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. Throughout the Bible, there's there's a theme where it, it talks about basically we can um, seek rewards here on earth, or we can seek rewards in heaven. It says it here in Psalm 17. It says, O Lord, by your hand, save me from such men, from men of this world whose reward is in this life. I'm thinking of the that line in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at street corners, that they may be seen by others. And then he says, truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. In other words, what, what are those hypocrites seeking? What's the reward they're seeking? Well, it's praise, right? Praise from man. Oh, I'm praying on the street corner. And then they get their praise. God says, yeah, they, but then he goes on from there. Jesus goes on from there in the Sermon on the Mount to say, seek the kingdom, seek the heavenly reward, seek the treasure, he calls it, in heaven. And the psalmist has a very similar thing going on here. Save me from the men of this world whose reward is in this life. And then he goes on to say, I in righteousness will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. And that's a heavenly reward of seeing Jesus face to face that begins now, actually. It begins even now here on earth that we get to uh, behold the likeness of Christ. So the treasure in heaven is both eternal, but it also blesses our everyday now. Whereas the, if we seek only the rewards on earth, they will, they'll die when we die. How, how, how do you, uh, um, is it, is it hard from your perspective and what you do in life and your position? Is it hard to, uh, have a sense when you're talking to somebody how how close they are to understanding who Jesus is and and uh, you know how enveloped in their own uh, life is that Jesus is. I mean, it, it, it's a kind of odd question because hmm. <laughs> um, the name Jesus is brooded around all over the place, but the question is how well does any individual really know him hmm. i mean i i'm saying that, that some do i mean yeah no but, i know what you're there saying are certain characteristics that might display themselves that would reveal that uh it's not just uh school knowledge or something of jesus it's it's uh actual heart knowledge of who jesus is without being sentimental i mean you know it, it's i don't mm -hmm. know yeah, you know what's coming to my mind? I don't think I really have considered that question until um, you asked it. What is coming to my mind is there are certain people in the church, in the community, who just show up. They show up at everything. They show up when it's time to serve. They show up when it's time to bring stuffed animals to send to Guatemala. They show up for worship. They show up to help a person in need. They show up when so-and-so is moving house and they need help, you know, moving the couch out of the house. They show up 
when someone is is grieving or crying, they show up as a uh, crying shoulder for that person. And uh, when I encounter those people, and you get to know them, obviously, in any church, I think, wow, there's a person who's living the Christ life. There's a person who's not just um, talking with their lips about Christ, but who's actually living it out day by day by day, sacrificial love. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but those people do stand out in my mind as you ask, you know, can you tell when people are kind of close, there's their life intertwined with the life of Christ or are they not really walking with Christ? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it does, but I, I was kind of um, also thinking about how difficult it is in our own time to share Jesus with others. Uh, and part of it is we don't have the language for it. Uh, it. It's not the condition of the human heart that I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's the way of actually um, transforming yourself from uh, just an entity or uh, into actually a friend. Because one is more receptive to what one is saying when they sense friendship in the relationship. Uh, mm. I just, I just think that, you know, uh, we speak, uh, at Stanwich church to know Christ and to make him known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think those are two, um, interrelated, but distinct activities mm-hmm. and to make him known is the, I think the great challenge of any church, mm-hmm. yep. because actually you're asking people to go out and into the world on the great, uh, on the, uh, the great commandment. I think it's the great commandment. It's, uh, it's anyway, to go out and make disciples of all nations. That's yeah. That's the great commission. The great commandment. Commission, is the love yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The great commission is what so many people fear that they're going to be put on that commission. It's not like going to Guatemala or something. Uh, it's, uh, it's, we're called to it. And I think a lot of people feel it's not that they feel reluctant about it, they they feel that they're not equipped to do it for a whole bunch of reasons. I just sense this because I, I'm experienced enough in church life to, uh, you know, when I run across somebody that is, uh, you know, is good at that, uh, that's something I admire in them. Uh, and being good at it is not like a singularity. It's it's they've absorbed Jesus into their own personality and it comes out as who they are at this point. Hmm. Yeah. 